0: This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I'm so happy to finally be back with a new story for you. And I want to say hello to all of my new listeners. I'm so happy to have you here. To celebrate my return, I've invited a very special guest to sit in with me. Her name is Frankie the Frog. I think she's the first frog who's ever sat in for a story before, so this is pretty cool. Welcome, Frankie. I am so happy to have you here with me. Tiny people, she is smiling. She's clearly very happy to be here. Frankie, our story today is about a frog. Your frog. My story's about a frog. Isn't this perfect? Oh, really? Tiny people... (laughs) Frankie is telling me she really prefers wombats. She wishes I had invited her to listen to a wombat story. She's tired of frogs. She's around them all the time. And what she really wants to hear about are wombats. Frankly, Frankie... Well, that doesn't sound right. Honestly, Frankie, I've never really considered writing about wombats before. I don't even know the first thing about wombats. Though I can see how it could be tiresome to be a frog, be around frogs all the time, and then be invited to listen to a frog story. It's not really fair to you. So, hey, if I have you back, maybe I'll have a story about wombats. Maybe. We'll see. Just give the story a chance. Okay, Frankie? Okay. Okay, let's get to our story, frog and the high jump. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures with your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Our story today takes us to a house surrounded by green all around, except not really to the house, but to the pond behind it. When people first came to live at the house, the pond wasn't there yet. All that was there was green and trees and some wildflowers that danced in the wind. The people, two of them, came out of their new house with a lawnmower and hedge clippers and all manner of tools that people seem to use when they want to tame the things growing near to them. So the people tamed the green, and they made it look pretty. And they looked at the blank patch of ground, and one of them said, You know what I've always wanted? I hope you're going to say a patch of grass. A pond! A pond! I want one of those gorgeous ponds with the, what do you call them? Fish? No, no, the type of fish. Goldfish? Koi. I want a koi pond. Are those easier to care for than goldfish? I have no idea, but koi sounds so much fancier. So the people dug a big hole and worked over a weekend to make it into a beautiful pond with a waterfall. And they bought pretty rocks from a store and put those all around it. And they bought koi fish, and the koi fish grew big and fat and happy. The pond was a calm place where the people would sit in the warm months. The koi swam and the butterflies flitted. And the birds tweeted. Frogs hopped across the pretty rocks. A few turtles visited the pond whenever they were nearby. The people loved the pond. And sometimes they mentioned how they couldn't wait to show the pond to someone else they called Peanut. Then, one day out of nowhere, something very loud came. It sounded like this. The turtles and the frogs would stop and glance up at the house when the sound came. It was a little frightening. The sound was very loud at all times of day, even at night. The people stopped coming to the pond, but the pond was still a peaceful place, The waterfall burbled, and the koi swam, and the frogs hopped, and the dragonflies buzzed. The animals got used to the loud noise, and life went on. One day, one of the people ventured into the yard, but she didn't come to sit at the pond. Instead, she came with a rake and yawned a lot as she raked the yard, which was hopelessly covered in leaves. She raked and raked... The turtles at the pond glanced over and wondered if she would come sit down, but she didn't. Then, like thunder clapping on a bright clear day, the loud noise came, shattering the quiet. (coughs) The person groaned and, in her haste, dropped the rake, and it fell with a clatter across the pond. The frogs hopped away and the turtles slipped into their shells with a shudder. The person saw the rake fall, but the loud noise was loud. Ugh, I'll get it later, she muttered and headed back to the house. But she didn't get it later. The rake stayed there, straddling the pond like a spindly fallen tree. Eventually, the people came outside again, and the animals heard a new sound. And they thought maybe the people would come to the pond But they didn't In fact, they put up a fence around the pond But no matter The waterfall burbled and the beetles skittered And the frogs hopped and the koi swam And the rake remained Like a bridge across the pond One day a frog laid some eggs in the pond They grew into tadpoles who swam circles in the pond. Then they grew into froglets who began venturing out of the water. Then they were little frogs. There were many of them, and a number of them left the pond for a nearby stream. But there's just one frog we have our eye on, whom we will call frog. Because that's easy, and let's face it, there are a lot of details to remember here. Frog stayed at the pond. Frog had some brothers and sisters, too. They all played at the pond and enjoyed the pretty rocks and the waterfall and the pond sounds. Frog's brothers and sisters also loved the rake. But they didn't know it was a rake. They called it the high jump. You see, the rake rested on big, pretty rocks on either side of the pond... So to the little frogs, it was very high up above the water. Frogs' brothers and sisters would hop along the side of the pond, hop up onto the pretty rock, then carefully hop along the rake until they were above the center of the pond. Then they would leap right off of it, shouting something like this. Yahoo! Frog liked to watch his brothers and sisters do this over and over, but he'd never done it himself. He wanted to try, but he was just a little bit too scared. Every day, Frog's brothers and sisters would hop off the high jump, and every single day, Frog would think to himself, Tomorrow, I'll try it tomorrow. But Tomorrow always came and went, and Frog never hopped off the high jump. One morning, Frog woke up feeling brave, braver than he'd ever felt in his whole life. Maybe I'm really growing up, he thought. Frog decided that today, not tomorrow, would be the day he would finally try the high jump. Frog had a hearty breakfast of mosquitoes and flies. Yum. Frog did some stretches to prepare. It was like frog yoga, I guess you could say. Frog's brothers and sisters were already launching themselves off the high jump. Whee! Ooh! The turtles lifted their heads to watch. Frog continued to prepare himself for his very first jump from the high jump. Finally, Frog hopped along the edge of the pond. His brothers and sisters cheered him on. You can do it, Frog! We believe in you, Frog. Show him how it's done, Frog. Frog felt a surge of excitement as he got close to the high jump. He hopped a little faster. He stared out at the rake. It went clear across the pond. It was like a tightrope or a balance beam. Frog took a deep breath and hopped onto the rake. Frog took tiny hops inching along the rake, trying not to look down at the water. But of course, he did look down and felt quite scared, so he took even tinier hops. Even so, he was getting closer and closer to the center of the high jump. Then, out of nowhere, came a loud noise. No, no, not that noise. A different loud noise. It sounded like this. The sound was so loud that it made the rake vibrate, shake a little bit. Frog froze. He was scared to move another inch. The animals looked toward the sound. They could see the people moving between the house and the truck with big boxes. Hey, walk around the yard and make sure we didn't forget anything, will ya? One of the people came into the yard and began walking around. The person picked up a bucket left in the grass. Then the person glanced at the pond. She walked over and stood next to the fence surrounding the pond. I'm gonna miss this place, she said to herself. Oh, my gosh, how long has this been here? The animals all looked at each other. She couldn't be talking about the high jump. Frog, now perched on the rake, looked up with growing alarm as the person reached an arm down, down, down. Frog's eyes went wide as the person grasped the center of the rake and lifted it. Frog frantically hopped off as the person pulled the rake up, 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 and away. Now, remember, the animals had no idea that their high jump was a rake at all. The animals considered it a part of their pond, a part of their world, one that would never change. But suddenly, their world had changed. Their high jump was gone. The frogs and the turtles and the koi fish... Well, not really the koi fish, as they actually didn't really like all the constant leaping from the high jump. But anyway, a selection of the animals watched as the person carried their high jump away across the grassy lawn to the rumbling truck. Frog, who had fallen into the mud next to a pretty rock, watched with special curiosity. Minutes later, the rumbling truck rumbled away until the sound of it got quieter and quieter, until everything was silent again. The animals all sat for a long time. Then they went back to their businesses of swimming and sunning and buzzing and pollinating. Frogs sat in the mud, feeling foolish. Months went by. Summer turned to fall, fall darkened into winter, winter melted away into spring. The green crept back into the trees. The house had been empty all these months. Then there was a loud sound. The animals turned to look. People! Two people began living in the house. They visited the pond. The animals liked the people. They made the pond pretty and clean. They got rid of the leaves and the algae. Everything was calm again. The people talked about many things that the animals didn't understand, but they mentioned one other person all the time. Bean. They couldn't wait to bring this bean to the pond. The turtles lazed and the bees zipped and the fish swam and the frogs hopped. Then, one day, a loud sound came again. The sound came day and night. But the people didn't come back much at all. The animals understood the sound now and quietly hoped it would bring something else along with it. Frog especially hoped this. One day, something entirely unexpected happened. The waterfall all of a sudden, stopped burbling. The turtles looked up in alarm. The frog stopped hopping. Over the following week, the pond was still and stagnant. Mosquitoes came. Algae bloomed, a bright green cloud across the surface of the water. The animals worried. A couple of turtles decided to leave the pond and not come back. This place is going downhill, one of them muttered. The rest of the animals tried to stay positive. The koi swam. I mean, what choice did they really have? The other turtles waited. The frogs hopped. The butterflies landed. The birds tweeted. One day, when all was quiet, a person came into the yard. He brought a bucket of tools to the edge of the pond. He worked and worked, and with a twist of something and a pull on something else. Like, I don't know how these things work, just let's go with it. The waterfall began to burble. The person smiled and actually patted himself on the back, which the animals thought was kind of a strange thing to do. Then the person used a net to skim the clouds of algae off the surface of the pond. The koi looked up, happy to see the blue sky again. Everything was looking up, in fact. Then the loud sound came. The person quickly finished up the job as the sound got louder. And just as he picked up his bucket of tools, one of them fell out. It was a small shovel, a spade. It tumbled out of his bucket and spun around on one of the tallest rocks until the handle stuck out over the edge of the pond like a diving board. The person didn't notice. He was too busy gathering the rest of his things. He got up and headed towards the loud sound. Moments later, the sound quieted. The animals all stood still and silent. The waterfall burbled. The sun winked through the green leaves above them. Frog looked. At the new diving board. It was high up. Jumping off it might be scary. He hopped closer and closer. Oh yes, it would be quite a jump. Frog began to turn away, muttering to himself. Uh, I'll do it tomorrow. Then he stopped and turned back. I'll do it today. Frog hopped onto the diving board. He hopped all the way to the edge. He leapt off, making a loud sound of his own. Woo-hoo! Right Frankie, I know that story didn't involve wombats, but oh really? Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. Tiny people, I hope all of you liked that story too. I have a soft spot for Frog in this story. We've all been there, right? Scared to do something, but also excited at the idea of it? I definitely have. It happens to me all the time. I've really tried to do more things that scare me it's working out okay. What is something that you find both scary and exciting? Draw a picture of it and have your big person send it my way to ria at littlestoriestinypeople.com. I love to see your art. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Ria Pector. Very special thanks today go out to some tiny people who provided sounds used in this story. Thank you to Nora, Evren, and Briella for your sound effects. You can all send me your own sound effects too. Big people, you can take a look at the episode description to find out how. If you love the podcast, please share it with a friend. My listeners have been so amazing. You've helped me get the word out about this quirky little story podcast I've been doing, and it's not so little anymore because of you. So take a second, help me out, and spread the word. Thank you, as always, for listening in.